Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling aficionados of all ages, welcome to the very first episode of the Shy Town Shoot Wrestling Podcast. I'm Marcin, and joining me in the squared circle are David, Chris, and Andres. We're coming at you from the heart of the wrestling world, Chicago, Illinois, bringing you the latest news, hottest takes, and all things WWE and AEW. And this isn't a one-way conversation, folks. We want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts, your questions, your wildest predictions, whatever you got. We'll be dedicating time in each episode to tackle your comments in the Chi-Town Shoot Mailbag. Whether you're listening during your commute, hitting the weights at the gym, or just chilling at home, Chi-Town Shoot is your go-to wrestling companion. Now, without further ado, gents, let's jump into the latest news. All right. <clears throat> so, guys, how's it going? Episode one. The Shy Town Shoot Wrestling Podcast. How's everyone Yo, feeling right we now? We out here, G. We out here. Out it here. is seven eighteen. We're finally here at this point, right? And we're finally here. We're finally here. Everyone, everyone's cats are in everyone's uh, specific, <laughs> you know, living abode. We're all where we're supposed to be. Um, I guess we just kind of want to start off by introducing ourselves um, and kind of going over why we wanted to create a wrestling podcast. When did we start watch wrestling? When did we start watching wrestling? Um, I think that's kind of important just to know our background. I'll, I'll start with myself and I'll just let you guys go around the corner. Um, I basically started in the first time I saw, I watched wrestling was in 1999 and it was very um, passive. We had a uh, Telemundo in our, uh, well, we had Telemundo at home and we didn't have cable and we were basically uh, sw- going through the channels and I stopped on uh, Telemundo because it would normally show Monday Night Raw on Sundays. Uh-huh. And I saw and we saw um, I, I, I saw the episode of uh, Stephanie McMahon getting um, nailed. It wasn't nailed. She was tied to a cross <laughs> from the Undertaker. She's kind of getting nailed. <laughs> I don't know if it was 98, 99. Um, you guys might remember, but that was that was my one of my first vivid memories. And then SmackDown, once it started going on UPN in 1999, I remember in 2000, uh, the specific feud and storyline with Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon. Like, I don't know, like that was the first, like the vi- first vivid, imagine, uh, first vivid scene of, of uh, wrestling on SmackDown was when Kurt Angle planted a big kiss on Stephanie McMahon. And I remember the DX of that era. They had uh, Tori, they had Triple H, X-Pac, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. It was basically the McMahon-Helmsley era. The corporate, um, yeah, the corporate yeah. DX. So I remember watching it uh, then in like 2000, and then it was kind of uh, a dormant until 2006 uh, when... Uh, DX came back with Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and then me and my brother essentially started watching since then. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where I started. How about uh, you, Andres? How long have you been watching wrestling? Um, I've had like an on and off relationship with wrestling, but like my first like vivid, real memory of it was watching Raw with my uncle. Um, the Rock was still like Rocky Maivia, and he think he was part of the Nation at that point. Um, hey. At that point, he was, like, taking over the nation, kind of. Like, Farouk was, like, seeing, like, the turn in power. And, like, The Rock gifted him, like, a big portrait of himself with the IC title. Yeah. That was, like, one of the first vivid memories. 
But like I knew of wrestling before, like I remember being a kid and seeing Hogan, like you just couldn't not see Hogan in the early nineties. Like mm-hmm. he was just everywhere. Um, but when I like took over as like my, my myself avidly watching, I would say probably like ninety seven, ninety eight. So during like when the Monday Night Wars was really taking off more and then uh I remember like flipping the cable channels between Nitro and Raw, like who depending who was on TV. Um so I've been more watching of a WCW guy or more of a WWF guy at the time. I would say I liked both, but I was probably more WWF. I would definitely say that. Um, I definitely been to more WWF shows. I'd actually never been to a WCW show. I kind of regret that. I wish I did Damn. go to one. One. Gonna go I to like Bash at the Beach 2000 or, <laughs> or something. Just to know. say I went, but I remember like between the early 2000s to like maybe the. 2005 i was going to like every raw that came through every pay-per-view um like my first show was backlash 2001 so i got to see like that era of wrestling i saw like the rock and stone cold and undertaker Shawn michaels came through too a few times um that was really cool and then i got i kind of fell off as i got older um like when i started driving and working i kind of just fell off but then i got back into it around 2010 and then that's when I that's when that's when I came around and Cena was around and he was already like the number one guy. So it was kind of like weird adjusting, not seeing a lot of the same guys, but still they were there. But a lot of them were very much gone. Yeah, um, it was like so that's Cena era. Been. Yeah. So that's that's, awesome. I, that's kind of how I've been I've been kind of like you, like I dormant at times when I was on like, actively now, not so much. But like, I mean, I'm sorry, nowadays more so. But yeah, before, like I had my my eras of time where I would fall off. But I always knew what was going on, you know, I would get a glance of stuff. I would read um, online articles and stuff like even nowadays, like I get all my updates from social media, really. So that's kind of yeah. how my wrestling history is. Yeah. There, the, I had that, I had this gap basically. I started, I stopped in 2017 ish or so. And then from 2017 to 2022, I basically was just reading about like results and wrestling news and my like peripheral vision about what was happening. And then I jumped back in there was like a four or five year gap um, and I am back in and I'm super invested. And this is honestly probably one of the hottest periods of wrestling uh, ever. Agreed. Uh, yeah. yeah. David, Anytime. how about you? Um, how, how, how did you get into wrestling? I got into wrestling from N64 games. Fuck yeah. uh, my, my dad's only a couple years older than me. Well, he's seven. Yeah. I was born when he was 17. So he was still very much a young man playing video games. I was going to say, couple, like, you were, you, he was nine yeah, and you were like... Two generations. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so I was always around, like, N64 games, WCW and WWF. Uh, my very first wrestling memory would probably be, like, Crow Era's thing, like the build to Starcade. And then I don't remember too much wrestling between then and 2000. I started picking it up around the Royal Rumble 2000, and it switched over to WWF and never looked back. Took yeah. a little break in like 08, from like 08 to like 2014. And then I had like a super smart manager at, at a car wash. So I would like literally listen to him, hear him talk about wrestling for eight hours. <laughs> and then the bug bit me back, and I've been back ever since 2014. Do you think it's because your car wash manager was just talking about it? Oh yeah, dude, it's 100%. definitely it's definitely his fault. Like he told me that the network was nine ninety nine more than the programming did. Yeah, say less. That was that was yeah. honestly the WWE network. I mean, 
now it's on Peacock, but that was that was the deal of the century because before you'd have to be watching pay-per-views once a month for fifty dollars, and then you like, all right, someone's house, all right, we're splitting this seven six ways, including pizza. That's still AEW for money. Oh, that's true, but can't relate because I don't really watch AEW. Sure. But oh. <laughs> but Chris, okay, well I uh, I don't know if you guys can hear this but um there's another person who sounds pretty similar to me and his name is chris he's my twin brother and he's also on this podcast um i talked about i guess my introduction but did, do you have a different perspective about how you remember approaching wrestling and starting with wrestling i think the cadence of my mic makes it sound a little different so that's good uh i specifically remember smackdown more specifically and I remember, I think it was like the return of Stone Cold. So like early 2000s, I want to say. I just remember a camouflage and a hat. And he like came out and was like a big fucking pop. That's what I remember as far as that. But it's pretty much the same. Because, I mean, we obviously are the exact same age. Similar experiences, especially when you're a kid. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty similar wrestling journey. I think we started it, picking it back up at the same time again. Uh, 2006 or seven. We would watch Raw at our buddy Arthur's house because we didn't have cable because we were poor bastards. So we were like, Yo. we watched yeah, we watched Raw at Arthur's because he had cable, and then we had pay per views at our friend Michael Connolly's. Um, and <laughs> I feel like you were yeah, walking we, up in a club. You're like at the door and shit, and it's like oh, five dollars to get in, five dollars surcharge. Yep. To get in, we had to ask our parents to give us a give us a Lincoln. Wait, is it a Lincoln? No, it's not. I don't know who's on who's on the five dollar bill. <laughs> but we had to ask for five. We had to ask our parents for five dollars because we were like, all right, we got another another wrestling show. And basically, uh, eighth grade, freshman year, sophomore year. I think that was the extent of like us, us watching it at his place. Those three years, we were basically going in. Um, there, fortunately, December to Dismember was uh, one pay-per-view we missed, um, but we can save that for another podcast <laughs> about why that's a good thing. But cat-tail. yeah, can't tell. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you guys are watching this right now, there's a cat tail <laughs> in my camera. Like, what is this tentacle <laughs> porn shit happening right now? Oh, <laughs> man. That was a crack. Uh, if I don't let her in, then she's just going to keep complaining. And then, yeah, if I let her in here, she's going to just cause trouble. So right. I picked <laughs> the least evil. <laughs> it's going to be animal cameos. Hopefully everybody's ready for that shit. Animal cameos, barking, meowing, crying. <laughs> but how about we jump into our first uh, segment of the podcast. Let's talk about the latest news um, in AEW and WWE. And I think it's apropos that it's the new year and we have a bunch of new stories and new arrivals coming to WWE and AEW, specifically Naomi, who is currently in TNA. Um, her, con- her contract is nearing its end, <laughs> and there's speculation that she will be returning to WWE soon. Um, now, according to PW Insider, uh, they expect Naomi to be back in WWE by the end of January. Um, oh, and there's sure. also speculation that Mercedes Monet, formerly Sasha Banks, may return to WWE, but negotiations have not been that successful. Uh, some sources believe that Mercedes is more likely to de- debut within AEW instead of WWE. 
Now, I have my thoughts about this, but what do you guys think about Naomi's return and the potential return of Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks in AEW? Do you think that is realistic? I think um, Monet can definitely do another big run in WWE, but I've been always kind of hearing things about her with when it comes to the financial part that she's kind of difficult with that. Um, and there was a point in time it looked like she was going to AEW, right? Like, wasn't she at the uh, big pay-per-view they had uh, last year? Yeah, it was. A, I think it was <laughs> New Japan Forbidden Door. Yeah. Like the crossover I mean, pay-per-view. I she think was at All possible. In, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Naomi coming back, I think that's cool. I'm curious to see what they would do with her because the women's division is actually really good, too, going on right now, too. And WWE's really been kind of going back, kind of pulling old superstars to come back, which is cool. Um, but Monet coming back would be very interesting, I feel. Um, it's just like I would be very curious to see like where she would go because especially with like you got the judgment day and then obviously um mommy being the champion over there, and then you got damage control who's on the other show, I think, right? They're on two different shows and like yeah. they're running the women's division, they're all planning on taking the tag titles and stuff like that. That'd be cool if um both of them came back and maybe went after the tag titles. I don't know. That'd be interesting though. Uh, I could definitely see it. I got a take on Naomi. Shoot. Shooting. We shooting. Brett, 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 Brett. Um, I didn't really care for Naomi and her original WWE run. So I'll just put that. You didn't like there. the glow, the glow gimmick? I didn't care. Like it was just something I just didn't really give a shit it was, about. It was it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't like wow like, or anything. Yeah, I agree. It didn't blow me away. But I feel like if she was going to come back in WWE, I feel it, it's just like it's been my opinion that WWE's roster is very stacked. So I feel it like is. there just isn't like room for like somebody like Naomi. I feel like if she wants to actually excel as like her as like her own wrestler, she's better off going to like a TNA or, or a W or WWE, an AEW, because I feel like there's just more room for that kind of person because she's good. But like if you got somebody like uh, Rhea Ripley or whatever, like they have a big roster, I would say that she'd be better off in like AEW or, or staying in TNA, I guess. Wouldn't you say AEW has a big women's roster, but he just doesn't take advantage of the women that he's hired? Because when what, technically, because of the, he has done a lot of signups, and there are a lot of people within his roster who are women wrestlers. Britt Baker is one that you know yep. we talked about. Um, I, I feel like I feel like in AEW. And this is my opinion about Mercedes Monet because if for those of you who who, who forgot Mercedes Mercedes and um, Naomi were tag team champions, if I'm not mistaken, and they were tag team champs uh, during Vince's reign, and they left, and this was essentially the <laughs> this was essentially the peak Vince McMahon scandal era in 2022. They they left to pursue their. They just didn't like the direction of, of where where their stories were going, where the women's tag team championship belts were going. They didn't like the state of the the women's roster at the time, and they left. They basically pulled a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yep. And all, and if you guys remember, they uh, the commentary team Michael Cole and I forgot who else was with them at the time, but they basically hey, made, Graves. Thank you. Yes. They made they made a commentary basically scolding them that they 
took their ball and went home. And that and this was in like the peak uh, sexual assault Vince McMahon accusation era. So it just didn't look that great on WWE's end when this was happening. Because you got the owner of WWE having all these issues and they're on television trying to tell Sasha Banks and Naomi that what they did was bad when you had this at the same time. Bad PR. Yeah. Bad PR. And then they went their separate ways. Naomi went to TNA. Uh, the Mercedes went to New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? Uh, I'm not... Yeah, she did. Yep. Yeah, and she had her own run there, and she's been doing her own thing. She's been she's been acting, she's been wrestling in other promotions, and she made a cameo appearance at uh, an AEW pay per view. Was it All In? Yeah, she made a she made a cameo at All In, and there was a lot of speculation about her going to AEW. Um, and my my issue with that is uh, it's twofold. So. Naomi, it seems like she is going to WWE, and they were a pair. They're best friends, and Mercedes has a lot of friends in WWE, including Bailey. There have been yep. a lot of teases on social media with Bailey and Mercedes um, and Naomi. She shared a lot of pictures on, on Instagram stories. And... The speculation right now is that Mercedes is going to make her debut in AEW. Now, um, as a consumer and uh, as a person looking from the outside in, I feel like AEW's women's roster is not as strong in terms of storylines um, and direction in general as WWE's. And... I've been hearing stories from uh, big journalists, uh, Dave Meltzer, people under Dave Meltzer's wing Ooh. who are talking about that Mercedes <laughs> is uh, is imminently going to AEW. She's supposed to debut in a dynamite or collision or revolution. I don't know. They just said they just said it's an imminent thing. But like logistically for me, it doesn't make any sense because she had this entire issue with WWE for this specific reason about the women's rosters not being treated as well, but then she would make a financial decision to show up in AEW where they haven't really proved themselves to be a great women's, uh, to, to have a great state of the women's roster. You know what I mean? So if Naomi's going to WWE, I, I don't understand from Mercedes perspective that she would go to AEW instead where the focus on women is I think less than WWE on SmackDown and Raw. I don't know how you, I would agree how you, with the. How do you guys feel about that? I, I agree with the roster thing, but I do feel like Mercedes can have more say with her own personal character in AEW. She have more creative freedom, so maybe she could help make that women's division more of what you were explaining of how it is versus WWE. Um, <clears throat> I mean, they are both stacked shows. Like that's, there's no doubt. They're both very stacked, both divisions, both men and women's. But um, I do feel that like Monet, if she goes to AEW, she'll probably take more of a pay cut, honestly, probably versus WWE. But at the same time too, like I think if she goes to AEW, she'll have more of a, like I said, a creative freedom to do what she wants for her character. And um, I think she can make some really good storylines. And I think it'd be more entertaining to see her wrestle new faces too, you know? She'd be like the oddball in, really. So, like, you know, like the 
she was basically one of the faces of the women's division for a while, I'd say many years ago, like top three for sure. And uh, part of the four horse, the four, the four horsewomen and stuff. And that yeah. was, that was cool gimmick. Um, so I feel like if she went to AEW, it might be better. She could help elevate the uh, women's division, which is very talented and stacked. They got some really good wrestlers over there. It's just, yeah, AEW just doesn't, I don't know. feels like just, there's just some hits and wins, but more, more hits than anything really. Like they're not really getting like those memorable like matches and stuff like that. And like, I don't know. I don't really hear too much about it too much really. Um, where, so where AEW, like, Yo Sky's praised very much, and so is Mommy. Like they're both, you know, really good champions in their own right. So I think Monet going to AEW might be a better fit, but I don't know. She could also not be happy going there. But I don't think going to WWE, she would have that much of a, like I said, a f- reign of freedom to do what she really would be happy with, per se, versus AEW. I mean, I think Triple H, uh, as he over as he overtook Vince McMahon in the creative decisions. And yeah. Vince McMahon is a big, I feel like Vince, Sasha Banks is a Triple H guy. Um, yeah. But uh, Chris, David, you guys watch AEW and you know the state of AEW's women's division better than I do. Do you feel like there's some insight that I'm missing here? Um, how, what do you feel, how do you feel about Mercedes going to AEW? Where do you think she fits within that? I think she goes straight to the top of the card, but. I also feel like she's better. She'd have better matches in WWE. Uh, and AEW's card can't really. Their roster hasn't really doesn't have a track record of going like ten plus minutes for like matches. Yeah. And and I think that if she's got if she wants to transition from New Japan where she was going twenty minutes, twenty five minutes back to an American style, that WWE would at least give her those fifteen twenty minute marks. That's more so because the the girls can go. Not that the AEW girls can't go, but their matches aren't produced to last that long. Yeah. Um, Chris, any thoughts? Well, I would say Monet talks, and I think Tony Khan is definitely more than willing to just shell out a fuck ton of money for what she feels what she's she's uh, worth, right? Whereas, like, the supposed rumor is that WWE did not want to play ball as far as a certain number of what she probably asked for. So I'm guessing that she would go based on what she's getting paid, which makes sense. I mean, it's, if if you had the opportunity to make 25 fucking million dollars, like, uh, okay, I'm going to go... Over five years, to be fair. It's not sure. going to be a lump sum. Still, but but still. I mean, it's it's still more money, I'm assuming, that than was on the table for WWE. But again, I'm just speculating. Um, I think she has an opportunity to also shape the AEW women's roster, being that popular women's wrestler. Um, so I, th- I think a lot can go right, but also a lot can go wrong. So it's it's... It's a tough call, but my gut says that she she would benefit at least in the short term in AEW. But I think they they need direction in this new year, and we're still waiting to see that. I mean, and and that's the other thing uh, we we're talking about direction. I mean, Soraya that she would page in WWE. If you guys don't know, mm-hmm. she was a massive star, right? And then she got yeah. injured. She had to retire early. How do you guys feel that Tony? How do you feel how Tony Khan basically is managing Soraya's career right now? Do you feel like 
her, uh, do you feel like her current situation in AEW, do you think it's going to mirror Mercedes' uh, potential storylines and feuds? I feel like a lot of the Soraya matches are like at a 70% speed, and I feel like it's a lot of more so an inexperience on AEW's part, not trusting Soraya so much more than Soraya trusts them. I mean, I guess to be fair, her neck was also broken, so I guess she's a little more limited than Mercedes in terms of, you know, ability. But, Chris, what do you think? Uh, I, 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 I got this take from one of my clients um he was saying essentially that that people are kind of babying her as far as like taking certain bumps and spots and things like that which makes sense so that that might be why there's this like limit as far as like where she is at on the card you know because i think people are just afraid like they're gonna like mess her up so people are yeah i mean the obviously the hype was there when she showed up because yeah it's like you thought she was done but you know the the outcast thing came and gone. It's kind of lingering a little bit because it's still her and um, Ruby Soho. But they got that new girl. Who? That's like a recruit. Like that Harley Cameron or whatever her name is. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's still early in the year, so we'll see, you know, where where the women's division specifically goes in AEW. But, I mean, just based on the past, I mean... So it's a roll of the dice. There, there's a, there's moments where it's really good, and then there's moments where it's just like whatever. So how about final thoughts? If you had if you had to make a decision, gun to your head, who, where do you think Mercedes is going to show up? Do you think she's showing up in AEW or is she showing up at the Rumble in WWE? Rumble, oh, Rumble. Now I think about it. I was just thinking AEW, but now I'm thinking Rumble would make a make a make a ton of noise. I feel. Being the being the fuck being the ring with Becky Lynch too, and then show up when the countdown comes in. You want to make sure you have the right people AJ in the ring too. Lee potentially. I'll, I'll say Lee that for later. That would Rumble's be a big Rumble though. if you had AJ Lee and Sasha Banks come back in the same. Oh man, that would be huge. That would make a lot more sense. That could be a last minute thing like they did with Punk. Just just come on out. Huh? Mm, <laughs> I would say AW. I don't know when. I'm guessing anywhere between now in like february because or march i guess is revolution but i'm leaning more towards the aw signing you think it's just gonna be like an uh, a dynamite debut it might be i mean it could be i think she should show up on a pay-per-view if she does show up over there yeah so revolution actually can i, can I throw another this? question out there what's that like a can i do a shoot from the hip question real quick yeah, too? absolutely good Okay, so let's just say we go with the agreement that let's just say she's going to the Rumble. Let's just say that. Would she win it? No. Tasha Banks? Yeah. Yes. I think, she okay. would. I think she would. I you know, that's the other curious thing. I wonder if like she would she she if she decides to go to WWE, that she would say, I want to be called Mercedes Monet because I can keep my name. Kind of like CM True. Punk. Yeah. You know, and WWE doesn't have to own that name. What about okay, so let let's Wrap this specific news story up with Naomi. So where do you see... So is, she's expected to be in WWE. Where do you think she's going to go? Do you think she's going to be with her man, Jimmy Uso, on SmackDown? You think oh. she's going to go to Raw? How, how, how would she be treated with the rest of the women in WWE? Where do you think her placement is? Mid-card, lower-mid. Probably mid. I think upper-mid. 
with a funkasaurus <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly some throwaway gimmick i'd say upper mid and then determining how what they do who she rivals and what she does you know because like i said it's a stacked roster man so i would say what if, what if she debuts on nxt I don't I, think she'll be JB. She's not a Baron Corbin. If we're talking about like women's talent and roster and charisma, she's I she is she's SmackDown or Raw worthy for sure. And I think if she debuts back in WWE and once her contract ends with TNA, but I feel like there's this there's this partnership with WWE and TNA that um i think is important to consider when we're talking about these negotiations but if she decides to jump back to wwe go under their contract i think she's going to be on smackdown with her husband jimmy uso i can see that honestly i kind of want to see her to be being as a heel and just be part of the bloodline you know like that'd be interesting but i think if she goes back to wwe i think they'll treat her um as well as the usos i think they're gonna have her up there you know she'll be feuding with well i mean it depends if she's a face or or a heel but i think she'll be feuding with the top women in in on smackdown or raw personally okay but let's wrap this story up and let's jump into the next one let's delve into some AEW territory huh let's let's talk about maxwell jacob friedman now, for those of you who didn't watch World's End or, uh, you know, you didn't read the news for two weeks, MJF lost his AEW championship to Joey Samoe, Samoa Joe, at World's End. His best friend, Adam Cole, Adam! is the devil, betrayed him. Adam! He lost his championship at World's End, and now he's out of action. So, friend. best friend. He's considering two options for his shoulder injury. By the way, his shoulders injury, his shoulder, his shoulders injury, his shoulders injured, and he's dependent. He's deciding on surgery or rehab. Now, surgery would sideline him for a year, but potentially provide a more permanent solution. And rehab might allow him to return sooner, but could risk the issue of coming back. Now, he's a young guy, MJF. Uh, according to certain news stories, he's leaning towards rehab unless doctors strongly advise otherwise. Now, what do you guys think? Where? How long do you feel like MJF is going to be out of the, the picture? Do you feel like he's going to return like John Cena in 2008 in the Royal Rumble? He had a torn pectoral muscle, or I forgot what this specific injury was, but he was supposed to be out for a year. It comes back in four months. Do you well, think that's what MJF is going to pull? Do you feel like he's coming back to AEW? Maybe he's going to show at the fucking Rumble. What do you guys think about <laughs> the situation of MJF right now? Uh, I like to think he's an AEW guy, to be honest. I know he, like, did a lot of talking, like, if he was going to go to WWE for a while, like, last year especially. Like, that was kind of his thing. Um, but I don't know. The more well, I've, been, well, I've been seeing him, I don't know, the more I feel him just more as an AEW guy. Like, he knows, like, he's done a lot there. He wants to continue to do more there. But time off, I would say six months to a year, um, even with either option. 
Because, you know, he can come back and make a big pop and help bring ratings back. I would definitely see that he made a surprise return. I mean, it'd be cool if he came back and did the double gimmick again. I don't know. Maybe that'd be kind of interesting. Because they'd be like, oh, he's injured, so there's no way, right? But I don't know. There, there's so much they can do with him because he's such a talent of their of their roster. So I definitely would say six to eight months for sure, guaranteed he's going to be gone. But I don't see him jumping ship, at least just not yet. But eight, but... I would be worried to see what he would like, what WWE would do with him if they took him. Cause I don't know, like not that they couldn't figure it out, but like, like we've both all been saying that WWE's roster is pretty stacked right now. Like if MJ, if you drop MJF there, like what's, what can you do? That's be interesting to see. That's fair. I mean, I think that with MJF, I, 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 we were talking about this before the podcast, but there are things, I mean, you mentioned that that specific storyline where MJF has been teasing that in 2024, his contract is going to end and he is basically up in the air in terms of um, his uh, decision about where he wants to go. If it's going to be WWE, if it's going to be AEW. And for whatever reason, I don't understand this personally, but Tony Khan and AEW have removed him from the roster, and they are kind of feeding into this uh, storyline that maybe he'll jump into WWE. But I personally don't understand how does that benefit AEW? Like, like people are going to want to tune into AEW. Why? Because uh, MJF might or might not show up. I don't understand. David, Chris... You guys watch AEW. Where do you feel this MJF thing is going? Um, I would say, well, just to kind of go back to the injury thing, I think I think he's going to take off more time, and I think he needs to take off more time because this face heel like anti hero thing, I think it's kind of like stayed. It's welcome, overstayed. It's welcome. So I think it would do him good if he took off like six months. I would say, yeah, I would say at least like six months to just kind of get him back. But again, like depending what, what the state of AEW is and the, the storylines kind of going on, I think he would benefit just being more of the, the heel type. Although I, I think he just needs time. Like I think this current version of MJF just needs to kind of go away for a while. And he needs to kind of rehab his character more specifically. Like the lovable scumbag, you think it's run its course? I yeah. think so, yeah. What you think, Dave? Yeah, I think he's going to be gone to at least double or nothing. I think if he comes back, he should come back at double or nothing, which is their Memorial Day Yeah. Uh, pay-per-view. Yeah. Him as a face is turning, like Chris was saying, it's kind of turned into like a super corn dog kind of thing. And... Uh, <laughs> It'd be nice for him to come back to a pop and then just do something so dastardly he just gets booed out the building. What do you think the percentage is of Maxwell Jacob Friedman showing up in a WWE ring this year? I think I, I want to know what his contract looks like because I wouldn't be surprised if Tony gave him like free reign to like kind of go about where he kind of wants depending on the situation. So I feel like he his contract might not even have like a non-compete clause that would be interesting where he would make where where i see the benefit for AEW is if he just showed up at the royal rumble as just like a one-off i mean that's like okay well now you exposed this specific 
guide to a different audience because there is definitely a percentage of people that are just strictly WWE and not AEW. So I think if if even if it was a one off, I think it would get some eyes. I don't know what the percentage that would be to to the AEW product if he did that, but I'm guessing that's why maybe he's off the roster. That's that's the only thing I can guess. I I think it's a work. I think they personally did that as a as a to make people think. Because honestly, that's kind of been like the giveaway nowadays is the the websites. Someone's either removed. Like when Punk went back to WWE, he was added on TJ Alumni's side. Um, and then same thing when he was gone from AEW, they removed them. So I feel like maybe AEW might have noticed that as a trendy kind of thing, or they're like, oh, if they're on the website or if they're not on it, that pretty much confirms it. So maybe I feel like they're just doing that. To what do you think the AEW logic is though? Like, how does it benefit them to play into this idea that maybe he'll jump to the other ship? Why? Why? Why would that? Why would the promotion that is objectively basically the Pepsi to the Coke of yeah. wrestling? Why why would they want to play into that idea? Just to give it as more of an element of surprise, to be like, oh, we removed him on there. There's no that's gonna make people talk. They're gonna think, oh, he's gonna be jumping over. So and if, when time goes on, he doesn't, you know, pay-per-view after pay-per-view season after season, he's still not in WWE. And then he just magically shows up at like maybe Bump for Glory or something in AEW or something. And it's like, oh crap, no, he's actually still here, you know? So I think it's just as a, I think they're doing it like to plant the seeds for like the future. I don't think he's going over to WWE. If he does, it's a 50 60 chance, which doesn't really guarantee anything. It can go one way or the other. But I personally think they just did that as a work. They're just doing that because it would make sense too. Because like I said, Punk being added to the alumni, he showed up. And that's what everyone was saying. Oh crap, that, that confirms it. And he did. So I feel they might have noticed that and they're like, hey, let's just do that again, make people think that, and then he'll just show up back on one of our shows later. The element of surprise. I think that's fair. Um, I think if if the earliest that I would hope that he shows up is all in, because if there was a show that he will debut at, or I think, obviously, if there's a storyline involved, he'll show up in the Dynamites or Collisions beforehand, but... Um, if there's a place that he actually wrestles for the first time this year after he gets injured and recovered, I think it should be all in. Now, if it requires a longer recovery period, I think that's the smartest option because they have had a um, a uh, a track record of a lot of people being injured recently, right? And I feel yeah. like <clears throat> if you're going to risk that for this person... You know, it, it, the smartest thing for the, for for AEW would be to let him recover to his fullest extent and you know come back uh, healthy, not injured, not trying to nurse like a nagging elbow or leg or whatever. Because I feel like a lot of wrestlers kind of hide their pain and try to like you know wrestle through the pain, and I think that's a bad idea for AEW's yep. end because then everyone's just going to injure it all at once, and then you're going to have to try and figure out storylines for the rest of the year because half your roster is on the shelf, the good ones. So Danielson, Danielson, exactly with one arm and eyeball, and one arm, one, one eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I can see right now. Give it like. Six months, and if Adam Cole wins the title, let's just say in AEW, that's when you can see MJF starting to make his return. Because you know, oh hey, like you betrayed me, and I'm back now. Like who's he going to go after? You would think Adam Cole would be the first guy he goes after. So you put the belt on Adam Cole. Yeah, you put the belt on him. That's what you can start to speculate that MJF is going to. You know, it's going to be a while. 
No, I can see that. Because he's going to be a heel. He's going to stay heel all the way through. I see it, at least. I agree. Any final thoughts, David, Chris? What do you guys think about MJF and his future in AEW? He ain't leaving. He ain't <laughs> leaving? I, I, I'm leaning towards that, too. I would He's say got he, another contract. Yeah. I mean, who knows? He he. Like, there was that speculation that that he silently signed a contract so i'm guessing i would i would lean more towards that because i mean if you have the opportunity to just be the biggest guy in the company i don't see why he'd want to throw that away because just looking at the male roster on wwe it's like where do you put the him you know in this current state of the roster like and the storylines that are happening it's just like too stacked so it, it wouldn't make sense for him to be like just jumping ship to wwe at least in the current state so yeah I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I think this, the current roster is in, in WWE is way too stacked right now. There are so many people that have the potential to be in a title feud or in the main event. You got Cody Rhodes. You got Roman Reigns. You got LA Knight. You got Randy Orton. You have yeah. AJ Styles. You know, you have all these. You have, you have Shinsuke Nakamura, right? You have all these people who can potentially be in the main event. And MJF is absolutely a main event star. He, I don't think if you're going to be introducing him to WWE, you're going to throw him in an intercontinental. Uh, but to be fair, Gunther, also main event star, intercontinental champion, probably going to go for the title this year. But again, way too many people. I think he would be lost in the shuffle. But Let's end that there. I think you guys made some great points about MJF, and I definitely agree that MJF will be back in AEW, probably by all in, and I hope he takes as much time um, to recover from his injuries. Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, The Rock Feud. Now, on Raw Day 1, which happened this past week, we saw the return of The Rock and his electrifying return. Uh, it was filled with his classic rock swagger. He set the stage for a potential three-way feud with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. Now, the way that this buildup happened was Triple H before uh, Monday Night Raw teased on social media of a potential return of a former WWE champion. Now, when Raw aired and that segment um, happened... A lot of people were throwing out a bunch of crazy ideas about who this potentially could be, but I don't think anyone thought the one that showed up was Jinder Mahal. Don't hinder the gender. <laughs> and you can you could hear when this segment happened the collective sigh of the audience. I don't think I've ever heard an audible like ah shit kind of sigh from the audience like the Ginger Mahal entrance. I don't know what you guys felt, but like that was the first time I was like cuz that you when you saw the camera guy in the audience and and you could see everyone's like phones go up and then they heard <laughs> Ginger Mahal's entrance go up and you could hear his they just put their phones like they, down. They, they all shit. put their phones down <laughs> when when Jinder Mahal showed up, which I thought was hilarious. But he he went down the ramp, he went into the ring, and I thought it was 1986 all over again. He gave us a promo about how America sucks 
and how America is an ignorant country. And he gave us bullet points about why we suck as a country. And before he can finish his last sentence, yeah, here, if you smell what the rock is cooking, the crowd goes wild. That was a loud prop. I don't know if it was as loud as CM Punk on Survivor Series 2023, but it was pretty damn close. The rock goes down the ramp. He goes in the ring. Jinder Mahal says his thing. And then we get the rocks promo. He, <laughs> obviously, he, he goes into his usual shtick. Now I won't lie. It is his usual stick shtick. He talks um, to Jinder Mahal, gives him his insults, uh, invites the crowd to participate in the insults. And he has half the crowd do day one. He has the other crowd say, uh, the other half of the crowd say douchebag. He did a similar thing uh, last year. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was uh, Austin Theory, where one side of the crowd said "you are," and then the other side said "an asshole." I'm pretty sure that was the SmackDown, yeah. um, the uh, SmackDown segment last year. So he uh, did his shtick. The newsworthy thing was. At the end, when he did his people's elbow, he did the whole thing, and he said that he is hungry. Yeah. And he started talking about, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hungry, guys. I, I don't know. Uh, where should I sit at this specific place, this restaurant? He says, should I sit um, in a booth? Should I, should I sit in a booth? Should I sit at a bar? Sit on these and nuts? Then, should I, yeah, so should I sit on these nuts? And then he ended, should I sit at the head of the table? And for anyone who hasn't been following WWE for the past, uh, well, I guess at this point, three or four years, the head of the table is uh, an insinuation uh, to Roman Reigns, who calls himself the head of the table. And the crowd goes crazy. And we have the new story of the week. We have The Rock unofficially uh, declaring a match against Roman Reigns. Now, what do you guys think? We have this, uh, we, we basically have been talking about in the past year about Cody Rhodes trying to finish his story. And that has been the conversation since he lost to Roman Reigns last year at WrestleMania 39. Next year. Uh, for the for the well yeah well we'll get into that but for the for the better part of the year everyone thought that WrestleMania 40 and Triple H made this conversation about Cody Rhodes' story uh, that you know this isn't uh, you know just a single chapter that there there is a beginning a middle and an end and he felt like this was essentially just the beginning and Cody Rhodes has basically been going through hell trying to scratch back up to the top of the mountain to get back that. Uh, championship match opportunity, and everyone thinks that it's going to happen at WrestleMania 40. And then we have The Rock showing up at day one Raw, declaring that he is the head of the table. And now the conversation is The Rock, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 40. What do you guys think? Is that is that happening? Is WrestleMania 40 may, being men invented by The Rock and Roman Reigns? Where's Cody Rhodes in this situation? Ah, listen, listen. 
I think this is just a giant marketing ploy to sell his fucking Project Rock bullshit. That's all I think it is. I think he's just showing up. He's like, let me cut a promo. And he's like, I need to sell this merch. I think that's what happened. His merchandise. You think you think it's as as a service level as just him selling his merchandise? Yeah, he's just showing up. He had his freaking nice little tank on. He's like, "Yo, I'm the Rock." <laughs> now, he, are we shooting? Cut, or are we working? Are you serious about that? Yeah. I, well, no. But <laughs> but well, I, this is Shy Town shoot. I, you better be shooting if you're if you're aiming. You better aim for the kill. What do you think? Well, what, what do you think is actually going to happen? Well, I think as far as, like, his promo, just, just like, my gut reaction from just listening to him cut his promo was that it was exactly the same thing that he did on that SmackDown, whenever that was, a couple months ago. So, I don't know. Yeah. The reality is he can headline whatever pay-per-view so be it wrestlemania i don't personally think it's going to be wrestlemania i think it might be royal rumble or elimination chamber and he's going to have eyeballs come to the product so i don't think he's going to do wrestlemania i think he's going to do either royal rumble or elimination chamber but now to be fair this past smackdown new year's revolution we got our wwe championship match in the form of a fatal four-way with AJ Styles, Randy Orton, LA Knight, and Roman Reigns. They are the WWE Universal World Heavyweight Championship, whatever, of the Galaxy match. That's happening at Royal Rumble. So I don't see The Rock sticking his foot in that match. I think, if we're being realistic, potentially Elimination Chamber, maybe more likely WrestleMania 40, um, there, we all watch wrestling podcasts, right? There are a bunch of talking heads that we like to listen to day in and day out. You've heard, uh, you know, Fightful Select. You've heard uh, the uh, the Observer. You've heard uh, everyone talk about well, why would it happen at the Elimination Chamber? Like that doesn't make any sense. It would have to be WrestleMania. It's a WrestleMania caliber match. Do you guys feel like Elimination Chamber is a realistic? idea for the rock versus roman reigns for seventy thousand seats yes yeah 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 it's in australia you on, right yeah it's in australia it's in perth and perth's not easy to get to according to australians well i mean the, i mean for one the 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 venue that they that they <laughs> rented is essentially the size of WrestleMania Stadium. It holds 60 to 70,000 people, maybe even more depending on what their layout is of of the of the event, but that is that's a big event. That's like SummerSlam level because they've been training SummerSlam basically like a WrestleMania 2 uh, for the year because they have the one in April and they basically have another big event in the second half of the year and the Elimination Chamber this year is a major stadium. So I, you know, listening to all these people talk about, like, why wouldn't it be WrestleMania? I feel like from WWE's perspective, they're trying to create the road to WrestleMania as eventful as they possibly can. And it will happen at Royal Rumble. And they also want Elimination Chamber to not be like a dip in the, the storyline energy, right? Like they want it to be consistently high-octane, crazy matches and 
what better way to do it than have the Rock and Roman Reigns show up at Elimination Chamber and have that match there? I think that's a that's a great idea because they've also, if you look at the current schedule of WWE's, uh, I was going to say PPVs, premium live events, there's a lot of focus on international uh, events. You have uh, Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. You have Backlash in France. You have uh, Germany's own pay-per-view. Like, that. this is a new pay-per-view. Uh, I forgot what the hell it's called, but it's in Berlin, Bash Germany. Bash in Berlin. Bash in Berlin, thank you. It's in Berlin. And that's, you know that's going to be a Gunther-focused pay-per-view. So they have three or four major premium live events in different countries, and that, from a, uh, from a, uh, corporate planning perspective this is a new concept for 2024 they haven't done that they've they've dipped their toes into uh premium live events in different countries on like a consistent basis with last year where they had clash at the castle and i'm pretty sure they had an uh per, well puerto rico is technically part of the united states but i think they treat it as like a major foreign international event they had puerto rico with backlash oh they also have toronto with money in the bank a lot of these big pay-per-views are not in the united states that's a, that's a first last so, year in the bank was in london too yeah you're right you're right you're right so so there's this ongoing um, uh, corporate plan about trying to make these events as big as possible. And what better way to attract more people than having an event like The Rock versus Roman Reigns? Um, when was the Rumble again? Is this month, the Rumble's right? January 27th. And where okay. is it? It's in Florida. It's at the Tropicana... Tropicana Bowl? Tropicana. So the Rock's going to be home, basically. Uh, if you think about it, The Rock fought Cena, or I'm sorry, he fought Punk at the Rumble when he took the belt from him for the main yeah. event of the Rumble. And, and so, this is this is a lot of, like, what is giving me, like, there are so many different ways you can go about this, because absolutely. you can make a story about, because Punk had that issue where he was WWE champion, lost the belt to The Rock, and they basically had that Cena-Rock feud, and then Punk felt a certain way. You could, you could bring that up again, you know, have him be involved in this specific thing obviously there's this seth rollins cm punk feud that they've been writing you can see the writing on the wall he's had interviews seth rollins has had interviews and a lot of it was focused around those two but what about okay we we've been talking about the rock we've been talking about roman reigns where's cody rhodes in this Where's Cody Rhodes in this entire feud? Because Ooh. I talked about him finishing his story. What the fuck uh, goes on? With, I, what is what is happening with Cody Rhodes? Who's that? Right. At WrestleMania 40. Uh, who's he rivaling right now? Huh? He gets his who's he rivaling like right now? Right now he's in a feud with Shinsuke Nakamura. So like, but but for, in, in a lot of people's brains, it's like, well, this is his speed bump to WrestleMania 40. But now The Rock fucking shows up. So where where does Cody Rhodes go from here? Does he win the Rumble? Nope. Does he win the Elimination Chamber? Who nope. does he who does he face at WrestleMania 40? <laughs> he's not he's not off the card at WrestleMania 40. Where does he go? What happens? He loses the Rumble. He wins something at Elimination Chamber, and that's what does he win? Yeah. Who does he face? What does he win? A number one contendership Elimination Chamber or something? I don't know. A number one contendership Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. Maybe, I'm but I'm 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 scratching my head. I'm trying to figure out where yeah. where does it go I'm, from here. It's it's hard. It's really hard to say. 
there's too many like triple like triple A talent all right now in the, in the main spectrum of where the belts are and where they're at. It's it's really hard to say. And then yeah, <laughs> you threw the rock and it just fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I think, I think it's great that, that it's just, there's so many. It's a good problem. It's a good problem to have. Chris, what about you? No, I, I think triple H just never forgot that throne, baby. He's like, Oh really? This is, he said, this is long-term burial brother. His ass. Long-term burial. He's going to, he's like, he's going to give him the line. He's like, don't you worry. Like, you know, you're going to, you're going to do this and that. He's like selling him on, on like the, the way to the top. And he's like, all right, I guess so. And I think by the end of it, he's like, here's your fucking papers, motherfucker. You're out of here. Go back to AEW, bro. Well, we'll see. You say that, but there has been a story where Cody Rhodes has re-signed with WWE, and I think it is a five-year contract. So everyone, I feel like people of that five caliber know where their <laughs> where where their northern star is, or where where the where the plan is from from WWE's perspective about like where they're going to be in terms of the roster. So if he thought that Triple H was going to bury him for the next two, three, four, five years, he would not, I don't think he'd be re-signing with WWE. And I think he had a very specific goal in mind when he re-signed with them back in 2022. So he's going to wake up, he's going to wake up and he's going to go into his mailbox and he's just going to see his Stardust gear in the mailbox. A tracking number. (laughs) Yeah, a tracking, tracking USPS tracking number. Oh, man. Uh, What what about this, though? Because with the... I was going to say, because Punk coming back, his contract's, what, three years, right? What's his goal? I think, I think goal? Sam Punk is actually more short-term. I think it might have just been, like, the year, and then they were just kind of going off okay. of I read something else, but he has, like, complete <laughs> creative freedom. But the thing is, what's what's Punk's goal? And everyone knows it. He would have gotten it if he never left. Which was I mean, probably main eventing WrestleMania. Exactly. Yeah. So now he was going to do it, and then Cody can't do it, and now The Rock's there. It's just like, oh, my God. Well, well, well. the good thing about WrestleMania is now it's two nights, right? So you, so everyone, two sets of people can say that they main evented WrestleMania, and that's been yes, the case. Yes, but you want to main event the last night, though. You want to main event that one. Yes, you want technically. Because, yeah, I think that's how I would view it that way, too, because like you're technically main event WrestleMania, but the last day with the final match is... I think the main event, and I think a lot of people view it as the main event. Um, But okay, well, let's just throw let's throw out some ideas out there because we're talking about Cody Rhodes, and I know you said Stardust and all that. You know that's not realistic. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's going to (laughs) happen. You think you think he's going to be in Stardust gear at WrestleMania 40? Yep, he's going to be on zero hour. He's going to be in the pre-show. Zero be, hour AEW. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso tag teaming with fucking his brother or some shit. And that's <laughs> that's the match. Book it. All right. Book well, it, what's, what's your plan B? What do you think is gonna happen if it if 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 um, Stardust doesn't happen? What do you think is gonna happen? Well, I think like first of all, he needs to wrap this Shinsuke shit up. That that needs to be done like ASAP. I can see um, Rock putting over Roman at, let's say, Elimination Chamber. And then that way, when he when Cody faces uh, Roman Reigns, 
at WrestleMania, it's a lot more, there's a lot more weight to the match because, well, shit, Roman Reigns beat The Rock, and now he gets to fight Roman Reigns. I think, I think me not being, you know, just a shithead about it, I, I would see that's the scenario, but. I can see that. So making it beating Roman more of a bigger thing. Cause, oh, he beat The Rock too now. Yeah. I, but I then who then, then who's the guy that beats him then? Would it be Cody? Would it be Punk? I don't right. I don't see it being Punk though personally. Well, I see. Well, Cody Punk, for sure. Punk for sure is going to be the Seth Rollins. I I don't know what yeah. what next. I I think do, that's logical. Yeah. Seth Rollins is for sure the the feud there. Um, but for Cody Rhodes, it, or as far as like the Rumble, I mean, who's who's going to win that? Well, we'll save that for, the, for, our, for our last segment, but I, right. I guess if you want to kind of touch on that, that's perfectly fine. But, David, what do you think? What, what do you think is going to happen with Cody Rhodes between now and WrestleMania 40? Where is he going to end up on that card? He's going to end up in the title match. Do you think it's going to be a one-on-one? Do you, do you, do you potentially see a uh, Triple H, Benoit, Shawn Michaels Type match <laughs> where it's a triple threat. Oh, exactly. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, redacted, our <laughs> redacted. Silhouette <laughs> character. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think it's possible to have a triple threat like that? Do you think? Do you think that's realistic? Uh, I think it would take away from Cody's moment. I think he should win one on one. Yeah, I agree with he's that. He's already a, he's already established like a b- heat with Roman. Like, they're able to avoid each other all year and, like, still have a buzz off a stare down. Like, Roman still said all those things where he was Dusty's favorite kid that he never had. And I think he should uh, finish that up. Now, this is the last scenario that I'm going to bring up that we're going to move on to the Royal Rumble. But let's talk about this potential scenario. So we have a fatal four-way at the Royal Rumble, and he he has to face AJ Styles... He has to face Randy Orton, and he has to face L.A. Knight. Do you think it's possible that Roman Reigns loses the championship at the Royal Rumble and he doesn't get pinned, and Cody Rhodes ends up facing someone else besides Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship at <coughs> WrestleMania? Do you, th- do you foresee, like, a Randy Orton-Cody Rhodes legacy feud for wrestlemania 40 or do you feel like that's just completely out of left field and completely impossible uh, i think it'd take away from cody winning if he doesn't break roman's record at this point yeah because yeah. there's that initial thirst for just like getting the run back on roman reigns from last year you know what i mean i don't think it would make i think it'd be cool would i be disappointed if if it was like a Randy versus Cody Rhodes, but um, that'll be for backlash. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I could see, I could see that happening at some point. I could see perhaps like a well, well. First of all, Randy's on SmackDown, right? Yeah, but so is Roman Reigns. Well, if Cody wins, he goes to SmackDown. Uh true. Right. True. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could see it. Like it, it makes sense, but I don't think it makes sense currently with what's kind of been building up. I think it's going to ultimately be Roman versus Cody. Okay. Well, yeah, I said this was going to be one last thing, but actually let me toss in one other monkey wrench. So we and WWE has been talking about breaking records. They've been talking about, they want to freshen up their, 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 their record books and Roman Reigns 
has another milestone that is approaching, I think, around SummerSlam. And maybe WWE wants him to beat Hulk Hogan's record. Do you think he just retains again at WrestleMania 40? Yes. And you think so? What do you guys think? I I don't know who he'd face. This is my personal belief. All these scenarios we have, we don't know, right? But what I personally think is because certain superstars have come back, I think it would be better to let Roman keep winning and then finally give it to Cody next big pay-per-view, final big four, baby WrestleMania. Set up a really big win for him for next WrestleMania is what I'm saying. It's crazy to even say that because he should already be in the main event spot. But the Rock pulling numbers and the Rock fighting Roman Reigns is definitely going to overcast a lot of other rivals right now. Um, it's hard to build on it. It's Cody's right now rivaling with Shinsuke Nakamura, and we're so close to WrestleMania already. And it's like, how are you going to throw him in? Yeah, he can win Elimination Chamber. He has to win the Rumble. That's the only way I'd be like, okay. He's going to be in the Rumble match, but The Rock could also be in the main event too. Like him just showing up and saying, oh, I'm going to be eating at the head of the table. I mean, yeah, he could be at Elimination Chamber at the main event there. He could be the main event at Royal Rumble too because the Royal Rumble is not exactly the main event sometimes either. That's true. So I think let Reigns beat The Rock at WrestleMania or Elimination Chamber and then let him keep winning, break Kogan's record, and then set up this big redemption for Cody. He gets through everyone, you know, everyone. And then he finally finishes the story at the next WrestleMania. That's what I personally think would happen. Just with everything that's going on right now. Just just make it even bigger for him. Make beating Roman that much more special. And the one person to do it would be Cody Rhodes. Because he beats The Rock. He beats everyone. I mean, by this point, he's beaten everyone. Nah, I, I feel like they can't keep edging the audience on, man. They can't keep blue-balling every motherfucker. Because it just, it's just way too long then. Like, if, if it's just like, yeah, uh, until it is. fucking it is. next year, bro. Another 365 days till you see maybe... Yeah, and you only get four again. Roman Reign matches, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, okay. I, I think... But I think. I don't I th- know. I, I know. Think- I agree, but I just that's what I see. I could see Cody Rhodes by then, if that's the case, cooling off and then people just kind of being like, whatever about it. Because that's well, that's why I also favorite. mentioned too, like he might win it somewhere else before WrestleMania. Mm. But making Reigns that much better, like beating all these other, like now a legendary wrestler too, like, oh damn, like it's going to become like the streak, you know? Like who's the one that's going to do it? Who's the one that's going to beat it? Sure. You know? Nah, man. That's what I mortal, bro. <laughs> Pretty much. Roman's defenses have all been really great. Like from Thunderdome to now, like his Thunderdome matches against like Daniel Bryan and Edge, Cesaro, Rollins, Owens, Silverdome. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I snorted, like, but I was muted. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really see any legitimacy other than going for like the total amount of days. Like, who else can he beat if he beats The Rock? And he wins this fatal four-way with AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Randy Orton. It's like, who else do you really have to add to the list of people you Honestly, have to Honestly, yeah. Like, like you already beat point. Brock like three times in this title, yeah. in this in this reign defense. Like, you've been Kevin Owens, I think, four times, you know. Did he beat Cena again? Like, Talk, as, yeah. as a champion, though? He's beat yeah. Cena. As a champion, though? Like, a yeah. title match on the line? Okay. Yeah, I can't remember that. But that's that's that was another one I thought. I don't know. Like I said, like 
I don't want it to be till next WrestleMania. I would like Cody's thing to finally fruition and be the thing, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I, I, I can see that still... too. I could see yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of morbid, and I feel like I just want him to beat like every record, and Roman Reigns will be like the longest running WWE champion ever. He needs, he needs, he needs to, to come out. He needs to come out with They're that 2000 way. day champ jacket. You know, he had the thousand day one. Yeah, he has like the thousand or fourteen hundred. He need they they need that merch, bitch. But, but then like the thousand one then just seems like out of date so then everyone who has a thousand was like i'm not wearing this shit because now he's like two thousand days yeah but then it could be like roman three thousand roman three thousand he gets to redesign the belt four times yeah yeah he's got three belts too man that's is he is he technically like is he technically still like a two belt holder or have they just been like all right well now you're just one belt but do they still call it the wwe universal world heavyweight championship champion of the galaxy belt like is he still technically a two belt person of the left he's, arm of the Andromeda Galaxy. Yeah. He's like, just a one person. It's just, or a one belt. It's just yeah, a, it's a one belt. But I, I feel like there's still a stank on Seth Rollins' belt where it just feels like, well, no one can beat Roman Reigns, so here's a you know a supplemental belt. <laughs> but I, I will say that Seth Rollins has done a really good job being the working people's champion. I think he's done a great job with that. But uh, just... I guess tying up the Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Rock feud speculation. Um, I feel like I, I would like, I, ideally I'd like for Cody Rhodes to be Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Um, there's a morbid side of me that would like to see Roman Reigns retain again and then maybe lose at SummerSlam once he hits that um, other record because maybe they're like, well... Hulk Hogan's a racist, you know? Let's just have him beat that record so Hulk Hogan doesn't have the longest record ever, and that's what we're going to do. And I'm fine with that, but ideally, I'd like to see Cody Rhodes retain at WrestleMania. Um, But this whole rock uh, factor is uh, interesting, and I genuinely want to see where this goes because i don't know where cody rose goes if if this is going to be the wrestlemania main event aw motherfucker <laughs> not, not going to AEW. i can tell you that built another you. throne to destroy yeah <laughs> he's not going to aw i can promise you I don't, that i don't especially see it, with though. the new recent contract he signed not anytime soon yeah yeah um well, that was enough speculation about Roman Reigns, The Rock, and Cody Rhodes. Now we move on to our final segment with the Royal Rumble. We've been teasing this the entire show, but our main discussion is the Royal Rumble. It takes place on January 27th, and there have been a number of people who have already declared their spots in the Royal Rumble, including Cody Rhodes, including Shinsuke Nakamura, Bianca Belair, and I believe Bobby Lashley, um, and uh, who else? I think I'm missing somebody else. Either way, the Royal Rumble, one of the most exciting events in the WWE calendar, and with it, it is the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. There's a lot of speculation about surprise returns, winners, and eliminations. Let's just get the ball rolling. All right, guys, Royal Rumble. How about... The favorites. Who do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble? Women's Royal Rumble, men's Royal Rumble. Where are we at? Who's winning this year? <clears throat> Bailey and uh, Punk. 
Motherfuckers, Bailey and Punk. No, I could see that. Why do you think Bailey and Punk? Uh, Punk just to create more uh, more disaster around Cody. Cody's life a little bit more, you Long-term know, term burial. Uh, this story just keeps getting worse before it gets better. Death of a thousand cats. I love it. And then uh, I think Bailey deserves at least one Rumble win. I think this would be the year for her. She's creating. She's creating. She, a, she never won, huh? She never won. No. no. And then uh, with Dan. With damage control and everything else going on, I think it would be a great way to like finally break her back into being a face. So, what what do you think happens with Bailey? Do you think she's going to get kicked out of damage control before the Rumble or after the Rumble? If she after. won, it's going to be after. like uh, it's going to be like when Batista won the Rumble, and he didn't know who he was going to go up against. And then more things lead to more things, and all of a sudden, here we are. Bailey versus Eel. That's a good prediction. Would damage control still be a thing, you think, after that? Or do they stay a stable? I, I agree. Mean, I think it I think it would be. They all turn on Bailey. Yeah, I just don't think Bailey would be in damage control. I think there's gonna be a whole feud between Bailey and damage control. But that and and that's what kind of tying back to what we talked about earlier about Sasha Banks. I think like that would be a natural plug-in for her for this feud between damage control and Bailey and Sasha Banks, because they're best friends and yep. having her feud with them, like, like SmackDown and triple H, they've been focusing on damage control a lot. They've been like the main event, the main segment. And a lot of it has been revolving around them. And this seems like an inevitable breakup. So I feel like it would make sense for Sasha, uh, Sasha Banks to show up in WWE, but yeah, I AEW more power to her, but I think it'd be more interesting for her to, to be in WWE with Bailey. But neither here nor there. All right, we got we got um we got a Bailey prediction. We have a CM Punk prediction. Andres, Chris, where do you think this is heading in the Royal Rumble? Who do you think is winning? Drew McIntyre. Um, oh man, how's it going? I think I think Drew McIntyre is being set up for a lot of losses right now, so he can win the Rumble. That's what I think. And then motherfuckers, they're just going to show up from the dead. You're going to have Chris oh, Benoit. Yeah. You're going to have motherfuckers like uh, yeah, Doink obviously. the Clown. <laughs> All the dead guys. All the dead guys. Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. The real dead man. Exactly. Now, nah, but uh, I'm thinking Drew McIntyre. That's my take to win the men's rumble. And who does he face? Uh... Does he have to choose by WrestleMania? Like he has to be like Yeah. I mean he's the Rumble yeah. winner. That's that's it's for yeah, Seth yeah. Rollins. I could see Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. We talked about a little bit about um potentially Stone Cold Steve Austin facing CM Punk, or maybe make it a triple threat. Like I feel like it's always uh, assumed that it's pigeonholed into a one versus one, but I don't see why they just can't expand it into a triple threat or a fatal four way because there are so many possibilities and people who can face them. But McMahon in every corner, a McMahon in every corner. Exactly. WrestleMania 2000. (laughs) What about for the women? Who do you think is running the uh, women's rumble? Uh, I don't know. Probably Bailey. I could see Bailey winning. 
David? I said Bailey. No, you said Bailey. Oh, said Bailey as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Bailey's um, the universal winner, I guess. Yeah, so I'd say I lot of Bailey. Feel for Bailey. I mean, I think that's Unless logical. The logical choice. They can still do the whole breakup thing without Bailey, really. But I mean, she has to get for the title too. I don't know because they might even surprise to throw Nia Jax to win. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about Nia Jax. Like, she's been having a feud with Becky Lynch. Like, I think that there's a potential. Charlotte Flair, I guess, is injured, so I guess she's out of out of the yeah. She's out. Um, What about uh, Jade Cargill? We haven't talked about Jade Cargill at all. She she was she debuted. They kind of showed her. She they showed her around like a like a new Mercedes Benz essentially in every single uh, (laughs) show. She was in backstage of Raw. She was on NXT. She was on SmackDown. What do you think happens with Jade Cargill? I mean, she's a possibility. Come to yeah, think of it, I think she'll debut. I can see her showing up. I don't see her getting the W. Yeah, so she, I can see her. So? I could see her in the the maybe like the last five people in the Rumble. Like she'd she'll have a strong Rumble. Rumble. What was that? She'll have a strong Rumble. She'll probably get like eight. Ten eliminations. Yeah. So do we do we agree that she's showing up at the Rumble? Do you think she's yeah. going to be at the Rumble? Yeah. 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 I could see that. Do you think other NXT superstars too would cross into right? They usually do that, right? Like. Well, what about like yeah? What what if Lyra Val Valkyria, the NXT Women's Champion, shows up? Right, over the rope. Roxana Perez too. Just quick squash. <laughs> over the rope with you. What do you? Okay, how about this? How about with the Rumble, like surprise entrances? Uh, oh yeah. What if you know? Would Cena make an appearance? No. In the women's rumble? <laughs> not the women's rumble, obviously not. Yeah, let's let's talk let, yeah, let's talk surprise appearances. Who do you think is gonna show up in the men's royal rumble that no one is expecting? Doink the clown. In the three spots. Doink the clown, you think Doink the Clown is, is gonna be a spot for the Royal Rumble? Uh, uh out of the stack card, you think they're gonna be like, yeah, Doink the Clown is, is one. Doink the clown they they, they gotta have they gotta have one like legend character maybe they'll have uh isaac yankum or like jim duggan <laughs> i don't think they had anybody like that last year right like i feel like everyone was basically like yeah you're supposed to be in the rumble like there was not that many surprises yeah right. it feels like they're doing it a little bit less now um i don't know that was a big surprise one like i said would be who yeah who would you want to, who you who would you want to show up at the rumble booker t booker t did he show up last year? I, I think that I think that's when he said it was his last. I think after his appearance, so he said, "I'm done." Like that, I that was my reminder to like, stay out of it. But I be giving quite a sample back. Undertaker H. too. Undertaker, hell yeah! I mean, why not? I don't, he, I don't know. I don't think he will, but I don't see why it would it wouldn't be a bad idea. But yeah. it'd be weird to get eliminated too. Like, damn! Like, well, what would he do though? Honestly, the Rumble, like he he can't exactly win because then he's gonna go to the main event. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, I think it yeah, changes like, his character. Booker T came yeah. last year, not Booker T this year. What percentage of, of the Royal Rumble participants do you think is going to be NXT uh, up-and-comers? 10. You think like 10 people from NXT? Oh, no, 10%. So mm-hmm. like, Oh, 10%. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, three. I'm just on the tip of my tongue. Uh Breaker, we're just Braun Breaker. See, I feel like Braun Breaker is one of like we were talking about edging and stuff. Like, I feel like Braun Breaker is on the precipice of being on the main roster, 
but he's just not there yet. But I feel like I feel like 2024 is going to be his year to show up on Raw or SmackDown. He's just finishing Steiner math, and then he'll yeah. be on his way. With all his peaks <laughs> and freaks. Peaks and freaks. And you know what? I'm looking at this roster right now. Beth Phoenix is still on the WWE roster. So I'm oh, thinking, wow. like, maybe Beth Phoenix will show up Beth on Copeland. the WWE uh, Women's Royal Rumble. That'd be interesting. Yeah, Candice LeRae, Kathy Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Why not some announcers or uh, interviewers? Yeah, I feel like... Well, so So we talked about winners. So we think... Most of us think Bailey is going to win. Do you, is there is there another person you feel like in your um, in your predictions that can potentially win the Women's Royal Rumble? Uh, maybe Becky Lynch. The entire so. feud. Yeah, I could see Becky Lynch. What about Asuka? How do you guys feel about Asuka winning? Asuka, I feel like I, I feel like Asuka and Kyrie Sane are going to stay as a package deal, and I think they're going to. They're going to hold the tag team championships. Asian and Same. Asian. Yeah, the Asian Warriors. Warriors. Hey, we're all stable too. The Back in Japan, Warriors, was, yeah. Yeah, but no, even before that, uh, Io Sky, uh, uh, Kari Sane, and then Io Sky's sister were all, which her sister actually visits the show. She's backstage a lot. They were all stable back in the uh, back when they wrestled in Japan together. Yeah. So it's very possible they could bring, bring back that stable and have Asuka there too. I'm going to go out but, of left field, and I feel like in the women's uh, Royal Rumble, I think I can see an Indy Hartwell or an Ivy Nile winning the Royal Rumble and just having, like, a new person challenge and potentially win. And, and, and in, terms of, in terms of the Rumble, because you have two women's champions, is it is Rhea going to... I, I feel like Rhea will still be dominant, so I feel like maybe whoever wins is going to face EO and win at WrestleMania. Um, do you are are we going? Uh, let, let me back up. Do you feel like we're going to see a women's world heavy or a women's world championship and a WWE women's championship match at WrestleMania, or do you feel like Ooh, one of them yeah. gets snubbed? Wait, both titles on the line. Uh... Yeah, at WrestleMania with two rumbles and then plus the other card matches. Well, so, so you have the men's and women's rumble. Yeah. Right. And, and on both Raw and SmackDown, they both have their sets of women's and men's like main event championships, world heavyweight, WWE, women's world championship, WWE. So obviously you got two rumble winners and they're going to pick their specific champions, but then the other sets of champions will need a rival. Right. So, yeah, do you feel like we're we're gonna get those uh, championship matches at WrestleMania? Do you think like the other sets of champions are gonna be in WrestleMania? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At WrestleMania for sure. <clears throat> but at the Rumble, though, I don't I don't think so much. I don't know unless they're already on the card. Like what? What do you think about like Meechin or Mako Satomura? What 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 is Mako Satomura? Is she in NXT still? UK. The one with uh, the geisha kimono look. She was in NXT uh, UK, I think. I don't even I know what's going on with her. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like there are a bunch of women that you can possibly see. Nik- Nikita Lyons, I feel like I could win the role. I feel like she's. I feel like if there's somebody who can just make a debut on the main roster, I think Nikita Lyons is up there. But I think more realistically, Jade Cargill will make her big debut 
win the Rumble. And Throw Nikita Lyons. Basically attach a rocket mm-hmm. to Jake Cargill. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I see her making an appearance and making a big, like, like a big elimination, like making a bunch of them, but I don't see her winning it, unfortunately. Yeah. And then she's going to be main and rostered at that point. At that, if you win the Rumble, you're going to the main show. And I don't know if she's necessarily like ready, ready for that because she showed up and then they just automatically just took her off TV. Yeah. So I could see her winning and like pulling a cane and just throwing a bunch of people over for a while. And then like everyone gangs up on her and gets her out, but she made a good impact and it's like, okay, so like she's something to look forward to. Yeah. But not not to win and then go for a title shot? No, not yet at least. I mean, I, I I think I honestly think Jade Cargill has that X factor and just like watching her videos and just the way she presents herself and I you know watching her stuff on AEW, I do think she has that X factor and I think she she can reach like Ray Ripley levels or even higher. Yeah. I honestly yeah. think she has that potential. Um, so I hope for the best for her um, in the Women's Rumble. So the Men's Royal Rumble. We've been kind of talking about this, and we've been throwing around uh, Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre as the winners. Do we have any other person who could potentially win the Rumble if we just had to shoot? If we had to throw out other names out there, who else can potentially main event WrestleMania? Uh, I mean, you got... Seth Rollins is champion. You have Roman Reigns as champion, so it would right. have to. So they're not in the Rumble. Oh yeah, but they're not in the Rumble. You you want you want so, to think about feud possibility or like what what would be the logical ish? Oh, he, let me let me throw this other question out there because I, I feel like WWE's like creative like p- planning and and logic sometimes like it's like uh, super mixed. So you know how there's a fatal four way match with. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight. Do you feel like they're going to be in the Rumble too? Like, do you feel yeah. like it, it, are they going to main event with the Royal Rumble, or do you feel like they're going to have a match at the Royal Rumble, lose potentially, and then show up in the Royal Rumble and potentially win? Do you think that's a possibility? Sure. Yeah, I, I see. Oh, LA Knight's in the Rumble, right? Like that's guaranteed, right? Like he's in the Rumble itself. I don't think I don't. That's not official. I know he's, no, he's, he's in, in the, the Fatal Four Way match, but I don't think he's oh, declared for the Rumble. Okay. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So that, Wait, that that's it? the interesting thing, right? Is like, is he going to be in the Rumble? Because I feel like it. it, it the rules for WWE has <laughs> shifted from year to year about what's allowed and what isn't allowed, right? Like, so, if you're in a championship match, you don't show up in the Rumble. Actually, but if there's something we're not we're not accounting for either. Is that um, uh, Priestos has his uh, Money in the Bank briefcase, so he could totally cash right. in at the Rumble and, too, yeah, and actually and they, do it. They've been doing like that consistently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he could totally do that, and I don't know, I don't see him doing it. The <laughs> Undertaker, the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, oh, the B is for Boo. <laughs> so, what about? Um, we talked about our favorites to win. We talked about surprise entrance. Who's getting eliminated first? Who? Let, 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 actually, increase. you know what? Who, who's showing up first? Who's one and two? In the oh, Royal Rumble for men's and women's. Who's one in two? Ray Mysterio. Gunther. <laughs> Gunther, yeah. Ray Mysterio and Gunther. Ray's hurt. Right. You know, there there was an interview that I think it was in the 2024 preview um special this past uh week. 
that CM Punk talked about being first and how that wouldn't be a big issue for him. I could, I think I could see him being number one or two and I see that. potentially going over you know, third yeah. or third. I could see that. Yeah. I, so you guys think Rey Mysterio and Gunther, what about for the women who shows up at one and two spots? One, two Bailey. Number one, and uh, Asuka, number two. Yeah, I was going to say Asuka would definitely be one, too. Do you feel like Trish Stratus will come back in the Rumble? Because I know she had her feud with Becky Lynch. Do you feel like that can be reignited for WrestleMania? I think it's a surprise, uh, like appearance, yes, but not to reignite the the, the, the rivalry, just to show up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because after... She's gone. What's she gonna do? Rival her until WrestleMania? That's Maybe. it. Maybe. What about Lita? Like she got she was in Lita a she was sure. in a feud. She got like her ass kicked and whatever, and then they oh. basically just told her, you know, see you later. She was like she was she was the women's tag team champions for like a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just coming in on the hot tags. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I think I, I if if we go back to like surprise entrance, I think Lita will be there. But I think for one and two, I can I can see Bailey, and I would like to see Becky Lynch. I think just like that history, and just having them kind of survive the Royal Rumble, I think that'd be that'd be interesting. And I and and regardless of if it, if it's the men's Royal Rumble or the women's Royal Rumble, I think it has to be someone prominent. I don't think you can start off the rumble with like one or two like jobbers or mid carters. I don't think that's a great way to set the tone for. Yeah. You have to have uh, an a carter. Yeah. I feel like that'll just add, add to the drama. So we talked about first people show up. Who's getting eliminated first. Who's going over the top rope first. (laughs) JD. JD McDonough. Yeah, I could see him getting sad. McDonough. <laughs> Our truth. Mm-hmm. All the Miz. <laughs> Curtis truth. Axel still hasn't been eliminated. That's right. Axel Mania. The, and Triple H is all about long-term storytelling, so I'd like for him to just, like, bring back those talking points. Like, Michael Cole's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's true. He never got eliminated. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Hornswoggle. Uh, surprise I hope, entrance. I hope once. Yeah, surprise entrant and first person getting eliminated. <laughs> fastest elimination. Kurt, Kurt, yeah, fastest Curtis elimination. Axel. Yeah. That's those are good ones. Um, I I don't know. I feel like first eliminations. I feel like it, I mean I think it can't be a main event person. I don't think it's uh-huh. that's the first person who's going to be eliminated. But I feel like if you have one or two. With main event stars like a CM Punk or I don't know, uh, well, like would Damien, Damien would Damien Priest be in the Royal Rumble? Like he's got the Money in the Bank. You still could be in the case. Yeah, he's just. So I guess like it, I, I guess he'd be like I I'm, I can challenge for it, and then also if I lose, I can just re- cash re- it re- in. He, he, does he only have until <laughs> WrestleMania to cash it in, or does he have until Money in the Bank to Still Money in the in? Bank? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so I guess I could see that. So those kinds of people, I don't think they're going to get eliminated first. So I, I I agree with like a JD McDonough getting eliminated first. 
Corbin. Honestly, Nia Jax is on a streak. Would she be eliminated first? Maybe for the shits, but like then I don't understand what the buildup was of her pinning Becky Lynch. You know, I feel like she can potentially. Well, that's the other thing. EO Sky's a heel. And um, Rhea Ripley's technically a heel. So where would you put her? Both both champions are heels. Yeah, exactly. So you can't have Nia Jax as a heel face these other heels. Like, it doesn't really make much sense. I mean, you kind of could, right? I mean... Would be the first time there was two heels for the time. Has it always been a face and heel? Has it always been that way? Well, no, but I, I mean, I guess like when, when it came to like uh, like those kinds of feuds, like the people who were kind of heels or faces, they were still kind of like teetering on the edge of if they're a face or a heel. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Like, like okay. you're not like a straight up asshole and a straight up good person. Like if they like had neutral. Feuds, yeah, exactly. Like there was a lot of wiggle room where the crowd can, like for example, um, CM Punk John Cena, for example, at Money in the Bank in Chicago. Sam Punk's technically a heel, but he was the clear favorite in Chicago. You know what I mean? Like it, that's there, there's a, there's wiggle room there in terms of the character. Yeah. Um, tell me when but, I'm telling lies. Yeah, tell me when I'm telling lies. Right so, now. So I think <laughs> that you guys had a bunch of good predictions. First folks getting eliminated. We have a surprise entrance. We've talked about our favorites of winning. Um, are there any additional title matches at Royal Rumble? Is this the match card? Are we, are we set? Do we have the Women's Royal Rumble, Men's Royal Rumble, Fatal 4-Way, WWE Championship match, and no, United States Championship match? I'm sure they'll try to find a way to fit Gunther or at least Rollins in there. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I think we have the four matches, but where do the other titles fit? And you can't obviously put all of them on the show because the Royal Rumble will take up a big chunk yeah. of the, yeah, the two Rumbles. premium life event. Are they yeah. still at 30 entrance or did they increase Yes. It? No, they, they're still at 30. I mean, the only time I think they've increased it was when they did the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia, and I think that was 40. And the okay. time Del Rio won. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, were, there, there was Del a Royal Rio. Rumble wow. that wasn't in Saudi Arabia that was like 40. And they let Del Rio with it. And that was money. also stacked with with um with uh surprise entrance. Like, oh we got 40 people. Well, who should we bring back? Uh I don't know. Um Roddy Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Del Rio can make it be a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a surprise. I don't think That'd he's going to ever surprise. get the job. <laughs> yeah, I know. Probably not. No, he's probably done so. That white feeder. Last time I seen a clip of Del Rio, he was in a gym that was like 20 deep. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So we talked, about, we talked about surprise entrance, and we talked about like legends and gimmicky people to show up, but... Let's talk about like realistic, and then this will be the final segment of the show. But let's talk about like realistic people who can potentially show up and jump ship to WWE. Do you think there are AEW wrestlers or independent wrestlers, people from TNA? We talked about Naomi. We talked about Mercedes, right? I, I don't think we we um, mentioned them in our current conversation about the Royal Rumble. Who, from a realistic standpoint, can show up in the Royal Rumble? and make an impact 
from the women's Did or the men's? Naomi. Naomi, yeah. Kylie Ray. <laughs> Kylie Ray. Yeah, she's been on main event a couple times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I uh, like I I I think I will begrudgingly agreeing with folks saying that Mercedes is going to show up in AEW, but I would like for her to show up in the Royal Rumble. And uh, when CM Punk did his promo, he mentioned AJ Lee. He said she sends her regards, and AJ Lee, AJ Mendez. Uh, had uh, an Instagram post. She had like a series of videos and one of them was her training with CM Punk during the Hurricane Rana, her selfie of her with her fucking six-pack abs. She looks fantastic. Man, I think, like, she. I feel like she's always been shredded, but I would love for her to just show up at the Royal Rumble and honestly, show up the Rumble and then get thrust into the Women's Championship match. Because, like, that, that'd be so amazing to have CM Punk and her. And she could be on SmackDown. Fuck it. He could be on Raw. She could be on SmackDown. But they're just kind of, like, in the title picture in WWE feuding. She's only, like, what, 36, 37? She's, like, as old as Cody Rhodes. She has so much potential, and I know she was injured, but you know what else was injured? Edge. You know what else was injured? Soraya. You know what else was injured? Daniel Bryan. And they're all back, and they're all doing matches, and they're fine, and I think AJ Lee will be smart about it, and WWE will be smart about it um, if she had the opportunity. So hopefully, I think AJ Lee will be in the Women's Royal Rumble. I can see it. Totally. And you know what? Yeah, you got two heel champions. AJ Lee, perfect opponent for one of them, right? She can yeah. win the Rumble, and then the other person who's, who Rhea can be potentially feuding with, because, like, I don't know I don't know who can beat Rhea Ripley right now, honestly. Ivy? Nile, I guess? I don't know. But that would be... seemed like a Jade idea. Cargill thing. Jay Cargill, absolutely, yeah. I mean, so Jay Cargill, Jay Cargill for one, AJ Lee for the other person. There you go. WrestleMania main event set. I think that'd be amazing. Boom. Well, I think that wraps up our speculation, our talk about the Royal Rumble. We won't be back until uh, right after the Royal Rumble. We'll be recording our next podcast uh, the Sunday after Royal Rumble. We'll be talking about the fallout and the uh, results of the Royal Rumble, our thoughts, where do we go from there, and our predictions for the Elimination Chamber and AEW's Revolution event, which will also be Sting's uh, quote-unquote retirement match. You know how that works in wrestling. Um, But I think that's going to be an interesting uh, pay-per-view. And I think... Once the Royal Rumble ends, we will have a clear picture of WrestleMania 40. Um, except with for that, Cody. Except <laughs> for Cody. Honestly, I think we'll still be a, a little uh, confused about Cody Rose's uh, <laughs> place in the main event picture at WrestleMania 40. But with that, that's a wrap for our first episode of the Chi-Town Shoot Podcast. Please don't forget to like subscribe rate us and leave your feedback tune in next time for more wrestling madness until then keep marking out